to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. Yo, what's going on, Fantasy World? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. It's your boy, Will. I'm at the helm again. And we're getting ready to head into week 10, baby. I hope you guys are ready. I hope everybody's, if you're listening, I hope you're winning. If you're losing... We had we got a few more weeks left to right the ship. If you look like you out, look, man, I can't even hold it against you, man. This year has been so up and down between injuries and COVID and lack of, you know, whatever you, it, it's just been rough out here in these fantasy streets. You know what I'm saying? But look, if you losing, you look like you're on your way out. It is what it is. Don't, don't hold your head down. You know, more than likely, you lost a lot of people. You probably were one of those guys that had Austin Eckler, Chris Carson, Nick Chubb, and, you know, a bunch of other guys who you thought were going to be great, didn't think they were going to miss any time, and then, boom, they got hit with the injury bug, like, massive. And now they're missing weeks. Your fantasy team is going into the toilet. Believe me, I'm there. For as many leagues that that I'm in this year, Believe me, I didn't go unscathed either. So I, I can relate to everybody because all of my leagues are different. But, you know, we're going to get into the episode. Uh, we're going to do our Thursday night breakdowns, our Thursday night preview for the Colts and Titans game. Um, I'm going to keep the episode short this time. The starts of the week will be on another episode. I'm going to drop that Friday. But, you know, I wanted to get this in before Thursday night football. And, you know, that was the goal. I don't want to make it too long because... You know, if I do starts of the week and this, it's going to be late. I don't want to be late. I'm doing it for y'all. I'm trying to be on time for y'all. So before I jump into the episode, man, I got to address something. Yo, if I'm in a league with you, no matter what it is, um, you know, 14 team, 12 team, you know, if you have invited me to your league, I appreciate it. But y'all, y'all got to stop sending me these goofy trade offers man i mean all of them haven't been bad i've been able to work out some deals in different leagues but yo some of these drums like i had to take screenshots and i posted some of them on my social media hype at hype underscore finest on twitter and like you gotta like take a look at some of these offers that i've gotten like one boy sent me in my espn one one boy sent me uh zach moss and mark andrews for nick chubb and terry mclaurin now of course I expected people to start sending me uh, Nick Chubb offers because he's coming back uh, week 10. You know, some people think that because I might be on the outs, I might be open to trade him. Um, in leagues that I'm on the cusp, like I'm on the outside looking in, they might think that I might want to move him to get a better piece. But if I'm, if that's the case, you got to send me a better offer than that. Like Mark Andrews hasn't been the guy he was last year. Zach Moss is splitting carries. Now he is getting the better of Nick uh not Nick uh Devin Singletary in the Bills. But come on man, I'm giving up for what I'm giving up in Nick Chubb alone. That's not worth those two guys. And then you throw in Terry McLaurin on the top of it. Like come on, bro. You know Terry McLaurin is going to he's he's approaching DeAndre Hopkins levels of quarterback immunity, meaning he's had two or three different quarter he has he's had three different quarterbacks this year and he's still putting up numbers he just had 24 he just had 24.5 fantasy points in ppr in week nine with alex smith who hasn't thrown a football since you know he broke his leg 
why am I going to give that up? He's the only weapon in Washington. Then I got another trade offer. Somebody sent me Amari Cooper for Nick Chubb. Now, if Dak was the first of all, you can't even do that. I don't even know why you would send that to me because I am a Cowboys fan. You know this. Most of my friends know that I'm a Cowboys fan. Don't try and sit hit me with the flim flam. Talking about some yo dog. You know Amari Cooper. He was doing really good. Fam, we know Dak ain't there. We know the quarterback situation is in flux. Why on the why in the world would I want Amari Cooper on my fantasy team? Half the leagues I've dropped him, and I'm I know you're like oh, you dropped the Cowboy. Come on, man. Outside of Garrett, uh, Garrett Gilbert coming in, Amari Cooper was a shell of himself without uh, a good quarterback to throw to. That's just what that's just what it is. But no, I don't want Amari Cooper for Nick Chubb. And I'm gonna throw one more out there, and you know I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let this one hang because this one was today. Somebody sent me Baker Mayfield, DeAndre Swift, and Jacoby Myers for Cooper Cup seriously bro like come on man like first of all you're gonna throw Myers in there like he had he's had a, a, a good stretch the last couple weeks not gonna hold that to you but seriously you're gonna put him in an offer for that nah I'm not biting DeAndre Swift hasn't done anything to note he's still in a he matter of fact the Lions keep getting blown out the run game in in Detroit is bad DeAndre Swift has promise but that's not enough to give up a guy like Cooper Cup and Baker Mayfield Come on, man. I got Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill has been stinking it up a little bit the last couple weeks. But he's still better than Baker. So, no. That's a no. Why would you send that to me? You you hit sin in the hopes that I hit accept by accident. <laughs> that's one of them trades. But I've run on long enough. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Like, yo, stop sending me these, these bogus tra- uh, trade offers, man. Don't do that to me. I'm not going to profess that I'm some kind of fantasy genius. Not, not in the most. But come on, man. Even I know better than that. Don't do that to me. You want to come to me? Send me a good offer or tell me what players you are interested in and we can get it cracking. And I know some of my friends listen like, yo, will you be sending them dumb trades too. I always tell people when I deal with them, my first trade is never my final offer. I'm not going to send. I'm going to send you something. And I and I tell this to everybody I trade with. I'm going to send you something. The players that I'm interested in is what is on the table for me. If I want so-and-so and so-and-so, if I want Odell and Jonathan Taylor, those are the players that I'm sending in for in that offer. What is on my end is not my final offer. But, you know, dudes don't like to listen. They just, oh, yo, they want to clown in the chat. Yo, he sent me such and such and such. Like I had my, my homie Vic. <laughs> we was going at it in our top tier chat. He gonna send me uh Devontae. He told me some yo man, all right, give me uh Higgins and I'll give you Devontae Freeman. What? Why? Why would I wanna do that? I don't wanna do that. Ew, that's like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then he tried to talk it up. I'm like, come on, Vic, like you know better. Come on, man. You know that ain't no deal. But he on your bench he on your bench. Yeah. Because I have other guys that have been performing better, but I've started him in certain in certain weeks. You can all you have to do is scroll back through the uh, league and you can see who I started week to week. But, you know, it was all fun. We was just clowning in the chat that day. But let's get into this episode. Thursday night preview is on. We got to hit the news before we jump in. So, you know what you got to do before we get started. Follow the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Hit the subscribe button. Share it with your friends. 
Follow us on social media. We on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fantasy's Finest. Follow me, hype underscore finest. Follow my guys, Jalen and Mark, ace underscore ECA4, and McNucks on Twitter. Come on, man. Show us some love. Now let's get into the episode. News time. News and notes from around the NFL. All right. Now let's get started. Um, You know what? Big Ben news. Big Ben update. Um, He's still on the COVID reserve list, but per Adam Schefter, he's expected to play week 10 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now this is a situation that's going to be similar to what Matthew Stafford went through last week um, when he had, he was put on a COVID list. Basically he's going to bend bit Bula again. It's like every episode now it's like every episode I get caught up, <laughs> but big Ben has to test negative all the way up until game day. And then when he finishes on Saturday and his tests come back negative, He's going to be able to start. He hasn't been able to practice this week because he's still on the list, but um, he they still expecting him to be able to play against the Bengals in Week Ten. My boy Nick Chubb is back at practice. He was seen running around with a, a knee brace on earlier in the week, and then later reports around Thursday say that he's shed the knee brace and he's looking like he's coming back. Yeah. So you, if he's ready, if he keeps trending in this mark. Uh, he'll be ready to play against the Houston Texans for week 10. And, you know, they, they, they defense is a little sus against the run. So if he's able to get back to 100% or anything anywhere close to that, you definitely want him in your lineup. On sad news, Kenny Galladay was unable to practice Thursday. Um, he's still dealing with the hip injury. Uh, it's not looking good. If he's not able to practice on Friday, you might as well chalk it because they're not going to be they're not going to start him. Still, he's still dealing with that knee, that not knee, that hip injury. So it's not looking like he's going to be able to go if he can't practice at least on Friday. David Johnson hasn't been able to practice this week either. He's still dealing with a concussion. Um, he wasn't able to practice on Thursday. He's going to need to practice on Friday if he's going to have a shot to play this weekend. No Friday practice, no go for him. It's going to be real. It's going to be too close. Chris Carson. He's dealing with a mild foot, a mid foot sprain. He hasn't been able to practice this week either. His his status. First of all, let me say this. Pete Carroll is he's approaching uh, Bruce Arians level like cap because he keeps saying, oh, well, you know, I'm expecting him back. I'm expecting him back. He's not ready. <laughs> he's not ready. He hasn't been able to practice. I would be shocked if he plays this week. Keep an eye on that. But he hasn't been able to practice this week. And I don't think he's going to be able to go. Um, you have to be able to practice at least Thursday and Friday are like the big days. I don't think they really do much on Saturday. So Thursday and Friday are the days that you're really looking at like, yo, is this guy going to go this week or not? If he can't go, then you're going to have to look for another option. Travis Homer or, uh, DJ, uh, Dallas, if they give him the ball again, uh, Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers running back who just came back is out for week 10. He suffered a shoulder injury. Um, there was a little, it was suspect that he suspected that he was going to miss more time than just week 11, but after a second opinion and an MRI scan, um, they're hopeful that he's able to pra- uh, practice leading up to week 11 and he should be able to go. Um, and this one was late. Joe Mixon 
Now, this news has been all over the place. I've seen reports where they say Joe Mixon was practicing limited. He was off to the side doing individual drills. And then another report came out and said that he wasn't doing drills. He wasn't able to practice. And then uh, maybe an hour or two before I came on to record, they were uh, the report was that Joe Mixon hasn't practiced today. So if you have Gio ba- Giovanni Bernard and you didn't drop him, even though he's playing against the Steelers this week, you still may want to start him. The volume may be there. He's going to be valuable in a PPR formats because he's going to catch out of the backfield. No, no mixing. Bernard should be a start. Maybe around. You're looking at maybe wide receiver. Uh, wide, wide receiver. <laughs> Running back. You're looking at a maybe a, a solid RB two for uh, week ten against the Steelers. That'll wrap it up for news. Now let's get into this preview. Thursday night football. Colts versus Titans. And now for our feature presentation. All right, now let's get into this breakdown. All right, let me stop doing that voice. I'd be creeping people out when they listen. All right, Colts versus Titans. You know how we get this down. We do go through the positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and we break down each position. I kind of give my opinions on who I would start, um, and then at the end, uh, I give my verdict on who's going to win for Thursday night. Or at least I try to remember, you know. I know I've had a couple episodes where it's like, huh? Didn't he forget something? <laughs> so let me put that on wax now so that way I don't forget uh, at the end. But let's get into the quarterback position. Um, Phillip Rivers, I think you guys already kind of have an idea of how I feel about him. He sucks. 13.7 fantasy points per game. He's not trustworthy. He's inconsistent. Uh 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions on the season. Um, y'all, y'all should know how I feel about Rivers, man. He was on the Fantasy Graveyard episode just last uh, earlier this week on Monday, uh, Tuesday. I'm not going to tell you to start Phillip Rivers against the Titans. I, I, I can't do it. And, and, and it sucks because the Titans have been giving up fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Um, they've given up the ninth most. Sorry, they've been giving up 20 fantasy points per game to to opposing quarterbacks, and they've given up the ninth most yards. The problem is you can't even rely on Rivers to do that consistently. He's get he's averaging just about 232 uh passing yards a game. That's not enough. Especially with the the, the stuff that you have at your disposal. The running backs. Uh I wish they would figure out their tight end situation, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But he has enough weapons. He has more than enough weapons to get the job done, and he just hasn't been able to do it. And the hope was, especially for me, was the fact that he was coming in and he was going to be better than Jacoby Brissett. But he's like on a similar arc, in my opinion. Is There hasn't been any real improvement at the quarterback position for the Colts, man. And Phillip Rivers just isn't getting the job done. I can't say start him even in a good matchup for against the Titans this week. I wouldn't recommend starting them. And like I said before in the fantasy episode, uh, the fantasy graveyard episode, if you're relying on Phillip Rivers right now, your fantasy season is done. Like it's cooked. Finito. Like throw it out. It's, it's over. It's a wrap. So no Rivers. No Rivers. Now, Ryan Tannehill, on the other hand, you might be able to start him, but it's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, Tannehill hasn't been great. The last couple weeks, he hasn't cracked over 250 passing yards the last three weeks. Now, to be fair, he has played the Steelers, the Bengals, who are surprisingly good against quarterbacks, and the Bears. 
But, you know, the noise coming out of Tennessee was, you know, Ryan Tannehill's that dude. He was so he was so efficient. He was so this. He was so that. He was so great. And it landed him a, a, a high end contract. And he only played half the season. Now Tannehill's been struggling against defenses that can actually put up a fight. So, I mean, he had a really good start. He at, he averaged uh, 23.3 fantasy points per game over the first five weeks. But now, the last three, since he's been playing against tougher def- defenses, 16.4 fantasy points per game. So, there's a steep decline between how he started and how, he finished, how he's at right now. So... He's going up against the Colts defense that's been pretty tough against opposing quarterbacks. They've given up the fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks so far, 13.9 fantasy points per game. And they've given they've they <laughs> they've been picking off quarterbacks too. They're not afraid to go get up and get the ball and take it away from wide receivers. 11 interceptions on the season for the uh, Colts. Tied with the Bucks and the Steelers. So they're legit. All, all all, around, the Colts defense is pretty solid. So, Ryan Tannehill is going to have his work cut out for him this week. Um, I think you can start him. Uh, I'm not crazy about the matchup whatsoever. But, at the very least, he has a chance as opposed to Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, I don't like him this week. I, I'm not crazy about the Tannehill matchup, but you're going to have to start him if you don't have a better option. Um I'm liking if I was were to give you an alternative, Drew Locke versus uh, the Raiders this week, uh, and uh, Tua. I can't remember Tua's matchup, but I think he has a good one too. So those are two guys that I'm looking at on waivers who would be solid starts to go in the event that you don't even want to start Tannehill. And for me, Thursday night football games are a little leery as it is. It's just so touch and go. So I don't know. You never know what can happen. Moving on to the running back position, Derrick Henry versus the Colts defense. You're starting Derrick Henry. I'm not even going. We're not even going to talk much about Derrick Henry. Um, you're going to start him regardless. You've paid too much for him in, in terms of the fantasy fantasy draft. Um, he's the running back three on the season in PPR, third in touchdowns, second in rushing yards. Even in a tough matchup, he's going to see the volume. He's going to start for your fantasy team. There's no way around it. Now, you might want to, I can't even say temper expectations because he gets so much work that even if he goes uh, 20 carries for 65 yards, he's going to find the end zone sooner or later. They're going to get close enough, and anytime he's in within five yards of a touchdown, he's going to get the ball. So I wouldn't expect a huge, I would be surprised if he has a huge yardage game but the volume and the end zone looks, the red zone looks are going to be in his favor. Um, so you're definitely starting him. The Colts defense is giving up the third fewest fantasy points at 13.9 a game to opposing running backs. Unfortunately, Derrick Henry is not your average running back. So like I said, you're locking him in. I'm just giving you numbers on how good the Colts defense is. So that way you're not like, oh, wow, he's going to bust a 200-yard game on him. Nah, slow your roll, bro. They're not that bad against the run. They've given up the fewest yards to opposing running backs at just under 500 yards, rushing 496 on the season to enemy running backs. So, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're going to try and stop him tonight. Emphasis on try. Now, when we look at the Colts situation at running back, 
it's really making me mad. I have Jonathan Taylor. Um, he was one of the guys that I was really hype on coming into the season. I wasn't hype on him at first because Marlon Mack was still around. Um, but then Marlon Mack got hurt and he was out for the season. So I was like, all right, Jonathan Taylor is going to take over. He is the guy because Jordan Wilkins and Naeem Hines were already on the team and they still went out and drafted a number one running back. So I was like, okay, Taylor's legit. You, if you've seen him, if you've done any kind of research on Jonathan Taylor before the season started, you knew coming in that if he had a shot to win that job, he was going to show out. Now, he hasn't had a great season compared to actually when you think about it, what I may be might, might be misspoken on this one. Cause what rookie running back has had a great year so far? Like I'm not going, I'm not going to get it. I'm just thinking out loud. Like, you know, maybe as opposed to other running rookie running backs, he's had a pretty good season. 3.9 yards per carry on the season, 12.7 fancy points per game in PPR. It's not bad. Like, it could be worse. But because of Jordan Wilkins getting more work the last two weeks, um, Naeem Hines coming in and stealing targets from him out of the backfield, it's turning into a running back by committee situation. And this is something that I've feared, not really feared, because I didn't think that Jordan Wilkins was going to come in and get the work that he did. Like, he blew up. Like, everybody's hype on Wilkins. But if you look at his numbers, he's only had one good game. He played, he stole the game that Jonathan Taylor was supposed to break out on, in my opinion, against Detroit. He had uh, over just a little bit over 20 points, 20 fancy points per game. I mean, not per game, but he had 20 over 20 fancy points in that game against Detroit. And that was Jonathan Taylor's game. And for whatever reason, they took the ball out of Taylor's hands and gave it to Wilkins in the second half. And I'm sitting there scratching my head like, what the deuce is going on? But they did it. And then they did it again last week. And I, I kind of figured, you know, he fumbled, but he got into the end zone, but he still fumbled. And yeah, that's not great. But a guy who hasn't fumbled the ball over eight weeks of football and he fumbles once and then you bench him like, come on, man, what are you doing? And then I, we got into a conversation on Twitter, uh, me and a couple of followers. And it was like, you know, uh, it's not really. Frank Reich, who's making the switch, is the running back coach who's sending the guys in and sending them out. And uh, Reich has the first 15 plays of the game scripted, so they're all going to Jonathan Taylor. But then the running back coach is sending in Wilkins. And I'm like, you spent a first-round pick on this dude. Give him the ball. <laughs> like, I want Taylor to succeed. But you're not doing it because you're giving the ball to Wilkins. So it's it's – a touchy situation. I've gone ahead and I've already put him in my lineups. I put Taylor in my lineups. I'm going to trust him for one more week. And if it blows up in my face, then I have to, I'm going to have to be skeptical the rest of the way because they're intent on giving uh, John, Jordan Wilkins work. Now the Titans are giving up the eighth most fantasy points at 20.2 fantasy points per game. That looks like a good matchup. The hope is for me, at least, that Jonathan Taylor gets the bulk of the carries and he benefits from a weaker matchup against the Titans rush defense. Ninth most fancy points among defenses so far this season. Um, It's looking like, I'm sorry, eighth most fancy points, not ninth, but regardless, that's still a top 10 favorable matchup 
for opposing running backs, and Jonathan Taylor could benefit this week. Moving on to the wide receiver position, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis for the Titans. Um, You're going to start Brown. You know, he's the wide receiver 25 on the season. But, you know, he lost two games because of injury. So, you know, his his rank is going to be a little bit lower because he's lacking numbers. But we all know how A.J. Brown gets down. He's that dude. He's the one that's going to get the most targets. He's the one that uh, teams are going to look to stop or at least try to stop. Um, he's just a legit wide receiver. So you're going to have to start him um, even in unfavorable matchups. It's, he's just too good to leave on your bench. So, you know, we're not going to talk about him too much. Corey Davis should get the start. Um, unfortunately, he lost his brother to cancer. So shout out to Corey Davis for really uh, putting the pads on this week and, um, you know, doing it, hopefully doing it for your bro. Um, it's sad to see hear that kind of news. But, you know, Corey Davis has outside of last week, he's been doing pretty good. He saw 20 targets over the last uh, two weeks prior to last week. I wanted to say that right. Uh, in week seven and eight, he saw 10 targets apiece. He found the end zone in both of those games. And then he came crashing down to earth last week. So hopefully he's able to bounce back. Um, the Colts defense should likely focus on A.J. Brown trying to slow him down. So that should be an avenue where Corey Davis can get on and get back to his winning ways uh, going forward. The Colts are giving up the 11 fewest fantasy points to wide receivers at 21.9. So it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for A.J. Brown, and it's, it may be rough for Corey Davis. But hopefully... Those are two wide receivers that I feel more comfortable starting as opposed to the ones that I'm about to talk about now. Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton. Now, I'm not going to get into T.Y. Hilton too much because if you listen to the fantasy episode on Tuesday, you know that he was in my graveyard. T.Y. Hilton can't be trusted. Now, if he goes off this week, you know, yippee Kaye. But you're not starting T.Y. Hilton hoping that he blows up this week. If you are, you're in desperate straits. He hasn't done squat this whole season. So for you to be able to rely on Hilton, you're either crazy or you're extremely bold, extremely. So more power to you if you get him in your lineup and you start him. Michael Pittman, on the other hand, looks like to be the more promising aspect or the more promising player. But he just came back from injury. He's steadily being brought into the offense. He saw seven targets last week in week nine. Um, He looks like the guy to go forward with who's going to be in those two wide receiver sets with T.Y. Hilton. Um, I would trust him going forward. I probably wouldn't trust him tonight. So I would pick him up off waivers, put him on your bench, and then hope for the best. The Titans are giving up. They've given up, rather, 10 touchdowns so far, tied with Atlanta for the 10th most among fantasy defenses. The Titans are giving up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers. So maybe they catch on. Maybe Michael Pittman catches on and he looks good. Gives you more confidence to start him going forward um, for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Moving to the tight end position before we wrap this baby up. John U. Smith versus the Colts defense. I don't know what's been going on with him, man. Like they haven't really gotten him involved in the offense over the last few weeks. And it's been weird. Like he started off so hot. So it was like, yo, John U's going to be that dude. Uh, he's still a top 10 tight end on the season. He's the tight end seven, but he's only been averaging 2.5 targets per game over the last four weeks. Like one of your biggest red zone targets, one of your biggest weapons outside of normally AJ Brown, and you're not using him? Like that's weird. 
I, I, I did not see that fall coming from how he started earlier in the season. He needs to get his targets and he needs to be more involved in the offense. He's still a bit he's still a better play than most. So you're gonna keep Janu in the hopes that they hey, he's there. Janu's there. We're gonna target him today. And you know, you get that kind of response. But if anything, the matchup between the Colts, they're giving up uh, nine point nine fancy points per game to opposing tight ends, eleventh ranked. So that looks like a good matchup to play on. Hopefully the Colts don't realize that John Smith is on the field and they forget about him, you know, when they get in the red zone. So hopefully John can benefit from the fact that there's a chink um, in the Colts armor at the tight end position. And then you move to the Colts side. You have Trey Burton, you have Jack Doyle um, and Mo Alley Cox. Now the, the last couple of reports that I saw before I came on was that Mac was injured. It wasn't likely that he was going to play or that he, he, was close to playing. It wasn't confirmed whether he's going to play or not. Jack Doyle was dealing with a concussion. His status is up in the air. And then you have Trey Burton, who hasn't done squat over the last couple of weeks. So it's like, all right, pick your poison. The problem is that before coming into this game, Jack Doyle was out snapping uh, Trey Burton. So it's it's a complete cluster. If I if you had to start one of them, um, you got to probably go with. And I don't even feel comfortable saying it, but you probably have to try uh, Burton one more time and hope that he starts getting more work because he's the healthiest guy out there. But it's a complete cluster. I, I wouldn't touch any of them until they figured out. Like my guy earlier in the season was Mo Ali Cox. For whatever reason, they got cute and got away from him. Like they Trey Burton came back from injury and it was like, oh, well, Trey's back. Well, let's get him into the offense. But you got a dude who just had a hundred yard game out of the tight end position that you haven't had since Eric Ebron left. Why are you giving, like, I, coaches really give me a headache, man. I just be sitting up like, why are you treating my guy this way? Mo Ali Cox was that hype piece earlier in the season. And then you moved away from him for Jack Little Hands Doyle. And Trey, I'm always hurt Burton. Why would you do this to me? Like I said, if you had to pick one, you probably had to go with Burton. I don't trust Jack Doyle. I know I said Jack Doyle's been out snapping him, but their target share is almost the same. It's not. And for somebody who really likes to target tight ends, he can't pick one. So maybe it is Doyle. I don't feel comfortable starting him. Um, I'm going to just leave it at that, man. I don't even like the Colts tight end situation right now without my guy getting a burn um, in Mo Alleycock. So I, I I gave you my pick. Um, for the win, I'm going to give it to the Titans. I think they pulled the a game off. I think uh, the Colts rely on the run game. Hopefully they get my guy, Jonathan Taylor, involved and keep him involved in the second half of the game. And, you know, they they put up a little bit of a fight, but I hope Ryan – I want Ryan Tannehill to get back on track, smoke the Colts, and get out of there with the W. I'm picking the Titans to win this game. But that will wrap it up for this episode. I told you guys I was going to keep this baby short this time. It's going to be up soon. So enjoy the game. Enjoy Thursday night. I'm going to put up a post on our social media account. And I want you to weigh in. Who do you think is going to get the W this, this week? The Colts or the Titans? As usual, man, make sure you check us out. Follow us on our social media at Fantasy Finest. Hit that follow button, man. Show us some love. Show the podcast account some love. Really appreciate you guys coming and listening to us. 
Um, I'm gonna try and talk to uh, you know. I'm always trying to get the guys back on, but like I said, man, we all got lives outside of this. I can't really pin them down and be like, "Yo, man, you gotta be on this joint this week." Nah, we all got families, so it's always uh, family first, then football. We get that done, but we always appreciate our listeners. Thank you guys for checking out the show. Check out the website fantasiesfinance.com. Um, more stuff will be going up on there. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast too. Apple Podcasts. Yo, leave us some uh, reviews and some ratings on Apple Podcasts too, man. Let us know how you feel about the show. And then leave us some comments and let you, let us know what you want us to talk about more on the show. Give us some tidbits, man. I always welcome the feedback. So give us some of that. Uh, hit us up on iHeartRadio, subscribe, Spotify, Google. You know the, you know the drill by now, man. Come on. Y'all ain't got to make me keep saying it. But that is it. We're going to wrap this baby up. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. For listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.